My answer is no. This isn't because of Dean or, or, or the past. This is about me. Having faith in my friends. Having faith in my family. We will find a way. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we are back. We waited six weeks for this episode, Chris. Yeah, I can't believe it. Real time. Sorry for everybody to leave everybody hanging, but we waited six weeks just like the show made everybody wait. And we're back to resolve what happened to Amara as well as, you know, Sam probably. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sam, too. Sam, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, How are you, Chris? I'm doing all right. I'm really excited about season 11, Jeremy. How are you? I am also extremely excited about season 11. I'm like shocked that these episodes are so good. Like this is this is a fucking episode and a half, my man. Like this is Mm -hmm, crazy mm -hmm. shit that goes on down here. Um, I'm it's super stoked about it. I know we're going to probably fall back into the, you know, regular Monster of the Week stuff soon. Mm -hmm. We got to That's the way that these these seasons go. But right now it feels like it would be impossible to slow down. (laughs) Don't you wish they could just keep this kind of momentum going for another 14 episodes? Like, it's impossible, but like, boy. Or, you know, as I've always said, like, cut the show down to like 13 episodes and just keep this momentum Mm -hmm. going for all 13 and not worry about it. But I know people disagree with me on that because they love the show a whole lot and they just want more of it. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the main part of the episode, as we always do, we're going to thank our friends over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. They generously donate some cold, hard cash to support the podcast and get a variety of benefits to do so. Uh, they get access to our discord server, which is uh, no sharks and no hanks anymore. Everybody. Sorry. We're They're back, gone. We're back to hunks. It's just hunks, hunks now. now. Just hunks. Um, they get access to exclusive podcasts. Me and Chris are currently doing um, Haunted by Ghost, which we're covering the Haunting of Hill House Netflix series. We've also done the entire Cowboy Bebop series. We've got some Witcher stuff on that feed. All kinds of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are doing that, thank you. And if you not, if you haven't, please consider it. Chris, what's happening with season 11, my dude? <laughs> All right. Uh, last time on Supernatural. All his life, something felt wrong. The visions, the fire, the blood, the mistakes. Wow, I wrote a lot here. The deaths, the disappointments. But when Sam Winchester prayed to God, he thought he finally got an answer. An answer he was sure would kill him, but an answer he had to seek regardless, because it was good and because it was right. But the answer, as Sam would find, was despair. 
The answer was the voice in the back of his head that was always there. The answer was a lie. Why did I do this? <laughs> lured, under, <laughs> lured under false visions of God by none other than Lucifer himself, Sam Winchester has been lost to Lucifer's cage. We're not done yet. Wow. All his life, <laughs> Dean wanted to protect his brother. The fights, the hunts, the sacrifices... The mistakes, the deaths, and the disappointments. But all of the, that washes away when the darkness is near. Dean is a warrior, and he'll fight destiny until the bitter end. But Amara casts a shadow deeper and darker than anything the boys have ever known. How can the battle go on when you've lost the will to fight? That's it. That's it. I didn't write anything I, I, for Castiel. I was wondering if you were going to do Castiel and then like really knock it out, knock it out of the park with like a Brick Holmes version of that. Just to, that was oh my god. Uh, I was already on one last night, apparently writing that shit. So. Apparently so. <laughs> so we're covering uh, season eleven, episode ten. The devil is in the details. This is written by Andrew Dab and directed by Thomas J. Wright. This aired on January twentieth, twenty sixteen. We're catching up, Chris. Catching mm-hmm. up to 2020. Are, are you a little worried about catching up? I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. But it's fine. Everything will be spoiled by then anyway. Lucifer makes an offer. No, excuse me. Lucifer makes Sam an offer. Now that he has Sam in the cage with him, Lucifer offers Sam a way out, but it comes with a steep price. Dean and Castiel look into the angel smiting that could have killed Amara. Very, very simple uh, couple of lines of description here for what is a extremely yeah. like kind of epic episode, right? Yeah, uh, they're really underselling it. (laughs) (laughs) We start uh, with our then statement, our then statement, our then segment, uh, which is set to some weird song about the devil or something. I didn't, I didn't really like it. Uh, I don't know. It's cool though. It was cool. (laughs) All Um, right. We our cold open is Crowley in Christmas PJs, acting Mm -hmm. very much like a child as he's staring at the uh, Christmas ornaments and opening gifts. One of which is a Sam Funko Pop. Yeah, um, Rowena is there. She's wearing like a blinking red nose and some fake antlers. She's very unenthused. It's just a very bizarre Christmas morning with Rowena and Crowley. Um, and then Santa comes in and he kicks the door in. Um, and Crowley's all excited to see him, like thinking he's been a good boy. But um, Santa Santa stabs him uh straight through the chest with a candy cane. Mm-hmm. And um, as it turns out, this is sort of a recurring dream that Rowena has or a nightmare that she has. Um, but normally Santa is not Lucifer. And this time Santa is Lucifer. Yes. Um, we go from there to uh, Sam in the cage. And we speculated at the end of the last episode that Lucifer could be lying about tempting Sam into this cage. We find out in this episode that that is not true. Lucifer was behind everything. Um, mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he has been, just 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 whispering in sam's ear pretending he's god and uh and also rowena was working for dude betrayed by your freaking girlfriend betrayed by your gf uh this is why your gf needs to know she's your gf so she won't betray you like this dude this is miserable sam if you would just if you just asked her out instead of going on faith we wouldn't be in this situation right now what break i'm pretty sure she's my girlfriend dean was like dude you have to ask her first it's like no i don't know she like we get she gets it like we know we are what brand new lyrics is Sam posting on his Facebook about this situation? Like, dude, what, what is dude. it? What, what, what's the perfect line um, to sum up everything? Um, uh, oh man, I almost had one. It was right on the tip of my tongue. It's from 70 times 7. It's his breakup song. He's wrote the, all the lyrics on his Facebook wall. Extremely good. Extremely good. Um, Sam says, hey, I know what's going to happen here. You're going to torture me. I'm going to say no. And eventually Dean is going to come rescue me. 
And I love this line uh, from Lucifer where he says, you're betting on Dean? And Sam responds, I always have. Which is, you know, like 70% true. But I'll... I'll not I'll, true, <laughs> I'll, but I love it. I do love it. I love the enthusiasm, if not the accuracy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? While false, I agree. <laughs> lucifer kind of chuckles at this and is like you know i could torture you and he gets like real into beautiful and delicious pain Mm -hmm. uh mark pellegrino just really like doing his best joaquin phoenix and the joker right now um yeah but instead he says i'm not gonna hurt a single hair on his head which is nice because you know sam didn't come by those naturally he that was a lot of work he did to get all that he went through a lot to get those um, as we're going to see in just a minute Sam he says Sam is going to say yes uh, because Sam needs him and he's going to show him how and we go back into one of Sam's memories where we see a young Sam in a park young hairless Sam super in, hairless in Sam yeah completely bald headed new eyebrows um, super sinus he's, re- he's wearing big fake eyebrows <laughs> Like the, no, this is like the dude from Arrested Development. He's got alopecia. Yes, yes. I was, and I'm going to say Sam doesn't have alopecia. This isn't an alopecia situation. This is just a weird Sam. Thing, yeah, this is okay? just a Sam it's, thing. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. This is what happened when angels breed your parents for 40 years. Yeah, you're just a really late bloomer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dean can no longer can can no longer be anything but a virgin, and Sam does mm-hmm. not have hair. Um, mm-hmm. so he sit next to a girl doing homework, and we switch scenes over to Crowley. Yeah, he's um, he's like what? Crowley's like joking about Rowena betraying him to Lucifer or something like that. Well, um, he's pretty pissed and is like threatening to yeah. kill her. Uh, yeah, maybe joking was not the operative word to use. Yeah, here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he like grabs her throat, but you know, he's <laughs> J.K. choking. J.K. Crowley is choking out Rowena is what I wrote, and it autocorrected from choking <laughs> to joking. Now this makes so much more sense. Thank you, iPhone autocorrect. <laughs> I'm reading it on my laptop now, and I took the notes on my phone. That's great, hilarious. great stuff, great stuff. Yeah, he's bas- he's really pissed off that Rowena betrayed him and this entire yeah. plan. So he's gonna not joking, not joking, f- fully yeah, yeah. hand her on the neck, serious yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, you don't want to you don't you want to joke with your mom. You don't want to choke with your mom, right? That's uh-uh. how it works. You don't want to get your tubes, you know, yeah. not, not like that. Uh, but she says, like, hey, you're not going to hurt me at all because eventually Sam is going to break. He's going to say yes, and that's going to let Lucifer out. And I'm his new girlfriend. I'm, and he said, like, yes. and Carl is like, I know you're Sam's girlfriend. She's like, no, 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 no. I've never been Sam's girlfriend. I am Lucifer's no, no, no. girlfriend. That's, that is a rumor. I am Lucifer's girlfriend. Do not get it twisted. I don't care uh, who Sam like, says he's in a relationship with on Facebook. It's not true. I don't even yeah, have Facebook. I don't even have a profile. I'm, I, have a, I have a public business page for my coven, and that's it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so I like Crowley. He's like, you know, Lucifer, like he's the devil. And Rowena says, you say that like it's a bad thing. And Crowley says, no, I'm a bad thing. He's a worse thing. And I think it's very good to put that into perspective. I um, really, really so like that. The plan here is that, according to Rowena, Lucifer will stop the darkness and together they will reclaim Lucifer's throne in heaven. And she'll be his girlfriend but first crowley says you're gonna have to break up with sam um we go to dean who's driving the impala um and he's desperately calling sam's voicemail which is a recording of sam or excuse me recording of dean saying that sam is busy waxing which is very hilarious because we all know that sam is not waxing he has no hilarious considering he has no hair no hair and sam is very embarrassed about the whole thing because any kind of talk about his hair or his eyebrows or anything really upsets him um and unfortunately, Sam, of course, doesn't answer. He calls Crowley. Crowley does not answer. Um, 
and then Dean starts seeing some like really weird stuff. Like the, the road starts becoming hazy and he has to pull over to the side of the road where he graphically vomits several times and supernatural. Yeah. You have shown me a lot of gore. You have shown me a lot of like weird PG 13 nipple play that I didn't particularly like. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. never shown me vomit before and I don't like it. I don't just don't it's a lot. You don't need it. You don't need to do that. You don't have to go. You don't have to go for it, and they go for it a couple times here. Um, and I guess it's supposed to just show how extreme it is, which is weird because I would have believed you. I mean, it looks like Dean is like driving underwater for a second to bring mm-hmm. back that metaphor from last episode. It's like he suddenly dips his head under, and he's like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Um, he pulls over, he's puking, and then um, Cass appears, and it's almost like a um, like it was foreshadowing because something about his appearance here was so weird to me that I thought it was fake or I thought it was some sort of a trick and it's not, but that will come later. Um, and he tells Dean that he has smiting sickness, uh, after threatening or I'm sorry. offering, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. Smiting sickness after threatening and or offering to put a finger up Dean's butt to test his temperature. Dean declines, um, for the kids. Mm-hmm. um, Smiting sickness, I guess it's like uh, nuclear radiation, but it's just like so silly. Um, it's a, it's a really, it's, it's look, it's a fun thing, right? I just can't help but yes. like, as soon as they said it on the TV show, I cackled out loud. As soon as you just said it, I cackled out loud. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and this is long before we we had TV shows like Chernobyl come up. So like that was, mm-hmm. which is one of the scariest things on television, but. It's just it's kind of ridiculous. And he's like, you know, it's a little silly. What, you know, how long, you know, I can't go in. Excuse me. Castiel tells me he can't go in. He's just going to get sicker and sicker. So he has to go in alone. And Dean's like, well, last time there was a smiting of this magnitude. Lot's wife turned to salt. That's my Castiel impression, by the way. It's very, very good. Very, very good. Um, Uh, So, yeah, he's trying to get back to like where Amara was because Amara like teleported Dean away again. So Dean somehow is trying to find that location hilarious that he would even know where to begin um i mean i guess castiel he, he figured it out um i would assume um wait that's because that's a wait, plot hole right hold on where were they because she teleported him away she, they were like at a park and then she, she te- teleports him out to this open field somewhere in the middle of nowhere. and then she tell and then she teleports dean back once the angels are about to uh come down on her because she's like you're my boyfriend and I have to save you. Of course. course. Dean's like, I'm going to have to talk talk about Castiel or talk to Castiel about this. But, um, so Castiel must have known where it was because obviously he shows up like, you know, a few minutes behind Dean. Um, so he must've been able to figure out where the smiting took place, but they're going back to this, you know, ground zero essentially. Yes. Um, Castiel says like, Hey, um, I'm going to go, you need to go check on Sam. Um, and Dean stops him and says, look, if she's dead, you need to bring her body out. And Cassiel asks if she's not dead. He says, run. Uh, Dean finally realizing like the kind of power and force that Amara contains and is worried about his boy because she could probably just <clears throat> smite him or whatever. Yeah. Um, cut back over to Lucifer and Sam and they're watching young hairless Sam still, you know, in that memory in the park, with the girl doing homework. She wants to, you know, like make out with him and. Um, Sam is being a, a, a bald, cool teen, and um, Sam bragging about chupacabras and apocalypses. Yeah, like me, Love my dad to took it. me on a working vacation to Mexico. Do you know what a chupacabra is? Like Sam, yes, I know what a chupacabra uh, is. You're wearing some on your head right now. It's weird. It yeah, doesn't look good. It's, I don't like it at all. Um, <laughs> I like you better uh, bald. Yeah, Sam, you're a handsome kid. But lose the lose the mop top. Also, this is like the old school, like season four, young Sam, right? Yeah, Colin Ford, I think, is this dude's yeah, name. Yeah, they brought him the back. actor's name. Um, 
So, okay, uh, Lucifer is using this as like a tool to be like, hey, Sam, look how decisive you used to be. Like, you used to take action and do things. And we see like a mundane moment and then we see an extreme version of this later. Um, but he's like, Sam, like, you beat me after all, right? And, but now, eh, I don't and, and to be clear, like, the, the, him taking action is this girl saying, like, I didn't take you, I didn't bring you here to study. Like, do you want to make out? And Sam does not even hesitate, just puts his hair no, on his, his lips tongue directly. shoots out yeah, of yeah. his face. It goes, it, it's crazy out there. Uh, and yeah, like, yeah. Lucifer is saying, like, this is the old you. You know, you were, you used to be a hero. And now when I look at you, I don't even recognize you anymore. Uh, so Damn, as dog. you as you might expect, like Lucifer is t- starting to work his fingers into Sam's psyche as only Lucifer can, and starting mm-hmm. to make Sam doubt himself a little bit. I think throughout this, Jared Padalecki does a really good job of making you believe that he's listening to Lucifer, and like some of this yeah. is maybe hitting home a little bit. Yeah, I was on the edge of my seat like this whole time because again, I don't, you know, I I know some broad spoilers, but I have no idea what the dynamic between Sam and Lucifer is going to be. Mm-hmm. So if he said yes. I would have been so bad because it's, he knows, like, you can't do that, Sammy. Um, speaking of Sammy, Dean is back at the bunker. He's screaming out for Sammy. He's trying to call um, him. No answer. Love these camera uh, shots, gets, by the way, in the bunker. Like, yeah. they, they do some weird, like, David Lynch camera in the corner looking down onto the the, the, the set kind of thing that I really like. And uh, Dean gets a call from Crowley, or calls Crowley, one of the way or the other. And Crowley is like, hey, bro, sorry, but... uh." Your your brother is in Lucifer's cage in hell. Uh, hate to see it, but that's that's what we're dealing with. We go to Lucifer, who has brought Sam back to the cemetery where they defeated him. Um, and we we in the background of Sam and Lucifer talking, we see the events of the season five finale. We see yeah. you know Castiel coming up and yelling ass butt. Lucifer comments to Sam like, I don't, I still don't really get ass butt. Um, but he says he respects Sam, even if he doesn't yeah. like him, because like Sam, I've ever told you how much I respect you. Don't get me wrong. I don't like you, <laughs> <laughs> Extremely good. but I respect you. <laughs> um, and he respected him because he had balls because he was like, he was bold enough because to... he was bald. Excuse me. Because he had balls, <laughs> uh, by this point in Sam's career, he had, he had managed to get some Rogaine on there and do some, it, some special... it was actually pretty weird seeing season five hair sam next to like now hair sam which maybe they don't look that different but it was a weird little moment um but you know he he says he has to respect because he stood up sam stood up against lucifer and it worked Mm. and like while this is happening we get these like really emotional scenes that we got in the season five finale they play the music and everything that americana Mm -hmm. thing comes back and it's it's kind of emotional seeing all of this and at the end of it lucifer says as we watch sam you know tell Dean that he's got a hold of Lucifer and he's going to jump in the cage uh, and see him and Adam fall into the cage together. Lucifer looks at Sam and is like, that's not you anymore. You've gone soft. Yeah. Not even a mention of Adam. No. Not even a sniff. Nobody. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> was the, like, and remember the, uh, fuck the, the high school musical episode. And I, I said yeah. it at the time, like I was convinced at the end of that episode that that whole season would be about, Oh, we're going to go find Adam, and like we still have not fucking cared about Adam whatsoever. At this point, I hope he never comes back. I don't care. Like I just, it's fine. Yeah. He's just in the cage. It's too late. Yeah, it's too late. Sam came out soulless after like three months. What that? What is Adam going to come out looking like? <laughs> also, he's not in the cage. Like no one else is there. <laughs> like, yeah, at some point, Lucifer <laughs> mentions Michael is in the cage, but he doesn't mention anything about uh, Adam, which I find hilarious. Um. So we'll just assume that his soul went to heaven or some shit. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, that works. Um, Castillo. All right. Time. So Cass is, yeah, he's at the, the place of smiting. It's a ruin there. It's a it's dark. It's nighttime. 
Uh, well, it's actually not, but another angel shows up. Her name is Ambriel. Nailed it. Ambriel. All right. Ambriel. Uh, she works in like death and statistics. She's a pencil pusher up in heaven because heaven obviously has pencil pushers because it's supernatural. Um, heaven. Yep. Heaven wants to know if the darkness has been restored. It wants to know what's going on. The first thing that this girl says when she sees Castia is, are you going to kill me? Um, so, you know, Castiel's like kind of a bad boy. Like Castiel like kind of has like a bad reputation. You he know does. what I'm saying? He does. Um, he's really he's like, is that what the other angels coat. are saying? Yeah. <laughs> Should be a leather jacket. Um, he's like, what else do they say about me? Do they say I drive a cool car? <laughs> She's like, no, everyone knows you drive a hoopty. How did you yeah. get it back from Metatron? Because the last time we saw it, Metatron had stolen it from you. That's weird yeah. that you have it now. Um, um, but this is, this is when Castiel points out to this girl, like, uh by the way this is way more serious than we think it is because it's the middle of the afternoon it shouldn't be pitch dark here yes um what was your vibe on ambriel because i definitely thought she was amara and like testing castiel for in some way because she i you know i just expected more to happen with her because like why even put this person here yeah for no reason (laughs) exactly yeah and like there's it's it goes nowhere and uh and i like Mm -hmm. this actress like this actress has been on a bunch of stuff that i've seen like iZombie and a bunch of other kind of girls a bunch of other like serial TV and uh, yeah, just like she's just gonna be dead because she's a girl on Supernatural, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. she's you know she's a little funny. She's a little bit like a different kind of angel than we normally mm-hmm. see, and they gave her like a fancy name. So I was like, oh yeah, she'll like hang around for like another episode or something. But nope. uh, a fool I was. We go back to Dean, who is leaving Castiel a message telling him that I, he needs him at whatever address and that he's going to hell. Um, he knocks on a door. And uh, a a woman prompts him to give him the password. He he resists for a little bit, and then finally sings "Camp Town Ladies" sing the song mm-hmm. "Do Da Do Da." And when she opens the door, it is Billy the Reaper, which we haven't seen since the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think season uh, or episode one or two of the season, mm-hmm. we uh, Sam ran into her in the hospital. And um, as I mean, they're going to point out here in the second, she's the one who made it clear to Sam that. Uh, when they die, she wants to make sure that they stay dead for good because the yeah. Winchesters can't keep doing this come back to life shit. No, um, no heaven, no hell, um, no purgatory. Like she's going to just basically yeah. drop them outside of the universe so that they never can come back, which and she doesn't say yeah, that here. That's, that's what she said in the previous thing. I just wanted to bring it up because I think that's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, He's like, oh, you're working for Crowley now. And she's like, cut back on the cigarettes. And I just I'm working with him right now. I don't work for him. Um, She's got a, a box. She gives it to Dean. Um, I thought this was going to help open up. Oh, no. Then she opens up a sealed door to hell. Yes. Right. Okay. There and we this go. is and this is cool. Like there's these four sigils. She reaches up and activates one of them and they all turn kind of like fiery and red and lava looking. Mm-hmm. And this looks red. And then the door opens and it's just a normal stairway, but it's a stairway to hell. Yeah. Evil stairway. Um, then we cut back to uh, Lucifer and Sam. Lucifer is showing Sam hanging out with Amelia and he's like, really, bro? Like, you're making me hang out with my ex right so now? I'm so glad you know her name. I wrote Vet X in my notes. Vet X. <laughs> Vet X is my punk name. Um, we're an animal rights punk band. <laughs> Vet X is my uh, street name. You can just call yeah. me Amelia. <laughs> um, so yeah, Lucifer is like, so, okay, you like, you quit being a hunter. You didn't look for your brother. You, you dated a vet and her dog and you didn't close the gates of hell because you let dean stop you why do you keep choosing each other over other people like these are conversations that we've had throughout the series Mm -hmm. before and not that long ago but about how the boys always choose each other 
over the greater good, which is like, eh, that's kind of true. Um, but Sam is like, bro, you know what? Lucifer, <laughs> the devil himself. How about you get off your freaking high horse and don't lecture me? Because your whole vibe is just killing people. Just because I sometimes get distracted saving one person instead of saving all the people doesn't mean that I suck. Yeah, I um. This is interesting because he he starts this by saying that Sam is weak because he didn't go find Dean, uh, and Sam tries to protest and say, "Well, like we had an agreement to," and he's like, "Yeah, but you know, you still should have done it. Like that. This is the start of you not living up to your potential." Uh, but then he goes on to say, like that the reason that they can't, the reason he thinks that he can't, they can't beat Amara is because they will always sacrifice each other for one another, and it's kind of a contradictory thing. And I'm wondering if either I missed like a through line between that or if he's like deliberately doing that to confuse Sam a little bit and try to get him tied up in knots about like what he has to do. Um, what, what, what did you get out of this? Because like it was kind of confusing to me. Um, yeah, I don't really know what Lucifer's like point. I think he's what he's trying to do is confuse Sam. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, he wants Sam to to feel conflicting thoughts because that inner conflict is what's going to make him potentially cave in the end um he just wants to keep reminding sam that he's not strong enough because back in the day he made those good choices he made those brave bold sacrificial choices but now he doesn't um what he says you have to be ready to die you have to ever be ready to watch your loved ones die um if you're ever gonna beat the, the darkness and um sorry bro like i can tell by looking at your xgf and your xgf's dog that you're not strong enough. And Sam asked the obvious question. It's like, well, you're telling me all of this because you, b- you must believe that you can defeat the darkness. And Lucifer delivers what has to be the corniest fucking line in all of Supernatural, which is saying something because this is episode like 872 or whatever. Uh-huh. He says that snapping necks and writing checks is what I oh, do. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, what Thanks. movie is that I reference to? I don't know. It's, I don't care. It's from like it's it's a Will Ferrell thing. I can picture Will Ferrell saying it. It's like old school or or Anchorman or some it's, shit. It sounds like an Anchorman um, thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a straight up Will Ferrell like line, and, and I don't. I just don't understand because when they started out with Lucifer, he was so scary. They did a legitimately good job of making him feel. A, a, a horrible because he was very relaxed he would make like a slight like joking comment but it wasn't snapping necks and cash and checks like it wasn't that over the top corny it was just a a wry smile and like no sammy i don't think you'll be able to do that you know um just little little things and then they turned him into this like caricature it's so weird yeah i, I mean and, and you know and i don't hate all this stuff or anything like that but no. it's just like little moments like that where it's like come on we didn't need to do that there's there's several lines i think in the last episode the thing about the bunk beds we, we called out and uh this episode it happened a couple of times where i was like wow lucifer has had time to like read how to be a comedian 101 yeah he was in the cage right like just to be just to have like the hammiest and corniest dad jokes of all time and not even dad jokes because they're not even like dad funny they're just they're just hammy and uh I don't know. I don't really remember how long this Lucifer stuff happens. I, I, I much more prefer Mark Pellegrino when he's being super scary. We get some of that in here too. Like that's not, it's mixed in with some of this hamminess, but boy, the snappy next line like took me completely yeah. out of an episode that I was really enjoying. 
Right. And now if they had had Lucifer just like relentlessly torment Sam in the way that we've seen him sort of do, whether through, through Sam's like hallucinations or stuff from the cage itself, that would have been, you know, par for the course and, and played out. So I like that he's trying to do this other kind of manipulation. I like, but they're, they're taking a different direction with it. But yeah, that yeah. stuff. I could do, I could do with, I, I love that aspect of it, right? Like I love mm-hmm. that. He says, I'm not going to torture you. I'm going to convince you to say yes to me uh, because that's really cool for like the devil to do. Like that's something that, yeah. I think that Lucifer would try to do is win this, not on a default, but win this without fighting to just just to use his you know natural abilities to, to, to take to take to get Sam to say yes. Uh, exactly. But, but yeah, the courtiness is off is off the charts. Back in hell, Crowley and Rowena are getting served tea together. They are both kind of horrified to learn that they both take it the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a very brief scene that's going to set something up for later. So we go back over to Ambriel, who tells Castiel that they have a lot in common and that, of course, she doesn't hate them like the other angels do. Um, first off, they both look great in chinch coats. And second, mm-hmm. they're both expendable because mm-hmm. if they weren't super important, why would we be here looking for the most dangerous being in the universe at this point? Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's like, yo, Cass, you help from your fishbowl. But Sam and Dean are the real heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam and Dean still <laughs> like, put that powder in there to feed you. You know what I'm like, saying? Oof, dude. Yeah, they change like they change out your water. Yeah. You know, like they have to go um, buy a filter from Walmart to keep you alive. I'm just saying, yeah. you don't, you contribute, but you don't do a lot. Um, <laughs> Castiel is like, can you fucking chill, please? <laughs> I love uh, I love her line of like, we're not we're not super important. But we do the job, and I think there's a nobility in that. <laughs> Thank you, Ambriel, yeah. for this. Castiel is like, can you please you, not? <laughs> can you not get, uh, insult every single one of my feelings, please? <laughs> um, Meanwhile, Dean. So is, finally, go ahead. Yes, oh, go ahead. Dean meets Crowley down in hell. Uh, they need Rowena's help, and the box that Billy gave to Dean contained a witch catcher, which is like a collar that they're yes. eventually going to put on her. Um, um, I love the line here because as soon as Dean sees Crowley, he's like, "Where's Sam?" And Crowley says, D- "You don't have to worry about Sam." <laughs> Dean just literally goes, "I'm sorry, have you met me?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some real like funny lines in this kind of like yeah. crazy yeah. Explosive episode. Dean's been getting some some weirdly funny moments mm-hmm. um, because it's such stereotypical Dean, like dean freaking out about sam that's like his like 101 like that's that's who he is so yeah him doing doing that kind of shit is really funny it breaks up what is otherwise sometimes uh a heavy not convoluted but but jam-packed episode sure uh we go back over to ambriel um after she insulted castiel so much he needed some time alone so he just wandered into a different direction in the forest uh at this point i was i was fucking convinced ambriel was amara like i just i just thought it was going to happen um but instead she finds amara lying on the ground and touches her and of course amara yeah. wakes up grabs her she, and- she, she tries to um she you know finds her like like sleeping beauty she's like just one just, just one kiss. Just, just one kiss. And then Amara is like, no kiss. And then she wakes up. <laughs> and sucks that chick dry. She sucks out all of Amber's, uh, or Ambriel's, Ariel's. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying four different names. Ambriel? I don't know. Ariel. Ariel. Yeah. Sucks out Ariel's uh, essence like she's fucking Ursula. Um, yeah. And of course, Castiel uh, shows up right at the end of this. I love this CGI effect, Chris. This was yeah, it actually one looks pretty of cool. the coolest fucking things we've seen on Supernatural. So It's like the darkness starts to swirl around Amara after she just ate an angel soul. So presumably the grace, I don't know if it's the same thing, but she just, she devoured that shit. 
And yeah, the darkness starts to like pull out of the trees and out of the surrounding and um and and clears away as it as it gathers up into her. It's one of those times where I kind of want to go find the commentary track and see if they talked about like, yeah. how they did the visual effects on this. Um, because there's a couple of times uh, like when Sam and Lucifer are watching him and the Vedex, uh, like that that doesn't look superimposed at all. Uh, but obviously no, there's two yeah. Sams on the pa- on the screen on the page. Jesus, there's two Sams uh-huh. on the screen. So like something had to happen. Um, right. And I don't like remember those like wide shots no, that they were doing like, no, so, and, like shots from those angles. It's really interesting. But uh, but this CGI shot of the darkness literally seeping out of the world and turning like what looks like a night shot into a day shot and, and getting like coalesced inside of Amara is really mm-hmm. fucking cool. Like it's just super cool. It just looks magical and cosmic in a way that we don't often get when all of your monsters are humans. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. just it's just mm-hmm. something just weird and neat that i really yeah this is like a i mean more disney stuff this is like a maleficent move like it feels like that kind of like evil queen magic stuff Mm -hmm. it's very very cool very effective and castiel's just sort of like gobsmacked watching this happen because i mean even as viewers we kind of are it's going from from nighttime to daytime as she gathers all of that darkness back up inside her and that makes me wonder is this a potential weakness in the future that she she was smited and it was enough to like put her to sleep essentially um but while all that darkness was spread I just, out i just want to expand on weaker? that real quick before we go uh you wondered if it's a potential weakness and i was wondering if this was a potential consequence for killing her like is this something like are they going to permanently darken louisiana if they kill her in louisiana you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's just yeah. endless night now <laughs> like great they gotta kill her at the bottom of the ocean like actual ursula <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry please continue I, w- I just wanted to get that no out no no quick. um yeah, it's just it's a, it's an incredibly cool effect, and I wonder if that will play into it in any way, shape, or form. Um, she, um, so yeah, Castiel, he's there. He's standing there. She calls him by a name. She's like, I know we're dating the same guy right now. Mm-hmm. Things are complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Castiel draws his blade, and she's like, that was a bad idea. Like we could have made this work, but if you're not gonna if you're not gonna play ball, then um, he tries to attack her, but that's you know. There's nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Um, she says that Castiel is expendable and weak. Um, and he's like, why does everybody keep saying that to me? Um, so mean. Everybody keeps calling me these she mean things. Specifically says, and I don't know if she means angels. I think she means specifically Castiel. She says, I don't know why God took an interest in you. Um, and that's interesting. Uh, I, have then to, she tells him I have that, to imagine that she's referring to since they just showed us the scene where he's disintegrated and then put to, back together. Yeah. Like it yeah. has to be like specifically Castiel and then God literally stitching his, his angel body back together or whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, oh yeah. Then she said she has a message for him to deliver. She has a job for him. Um, she touches his chest and then he disappears in a flash of light, but he's like screaming while it happens. Mm-hmm. However, after she does this, Amara staggers backwards. There's no one there to see her do it, but she seems almost thrown off or weakened for just a moment there. Yeah, it's like she stood up too fast. Now she's got the, the dizzies yeah. a little bit. Got spins. Um, Castiel shows up next to Billy at the gate of hell. Um, Billy, in a very funny moment, is reading a comic book about death, which I find very cool. It's the yeah. spin off of uh, Sandman by Neil Gaiman, which I think is just mm-hmm. very funny. Um, and we go over to Crowley, 
who walks into Rowena's room and Rowena immediately knows what's going down. Uh, she asks him how Dean is doing and reveals that when they, when he got up to leave after learning that they both like the same cof- coffee or tea or whatever, she slipped a witch listening bag into his pocket. Yeah, man, you know, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. So she basically, she, she says, Hey, I slipped a hex bag in. I know everything that you guys are planning. And then Dean um, he doesn't get too many badass moments in these these episodes because he's kind of on the back burner just a little bit. But he comes in and just says, not that it matters. Like she reveals she knows everything. And he's like, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, I literally don't care. I'm about to do anything that I could ever need to to go down there and save my brother. It literally does not matter what you've done. And this is when Crowley reveals the double cross that uh, while she's been sipping on that tea, it was has some sort of sleeping potion or whatever in it and it weakens her just long enough for dean to fasten this uh witch catcher around her neck um i hate this i don't mind like the witch catcher thing like it's fine or whatever but like Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. first thing that crowley does is like oh yeah this will make her do anything i want her to like she'll just jump on one foot if i tell her to and she's indignant about this until she actually starts to do it and i i just this kind of stuff bothers me so much, Chris. I hate this kind yeah. of stuff. And like these, these sorts of narrative devices um, to get somebody to do things that they wouldn't otherwise do are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just, it, it just bothers me. I don't, I can't really verbalize why. Yeah. I mean, just, they're taking away her, her free will and her independence and her like, um, um, what's it called? Uh, wow. The word just keeps slipping away from me. She can't do anything on her own. She's not able her agency. There we agency. go. They take away her agency. Yeah. Um, and I guess that, you know, they're more playing it for a joke, making her hop on one foot because it's like, you know, you just double crossed us and now we're going to make you undouble cross us by using this thing. Um, and I mean, yeah, I, it's, 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 it's weird. It's very weird. And, um, that's, that's what demons do, I guess. We go back over to, uh, Lucifer and Sam who were in this like weird, not cage. I kept thinking this was the cage, but this is just a cage, not the cage that they're actually stored like an elevator i guess yeah sure like it's cage two or something yeah um but uh lucifer is telling sam that he has to hurry up and decide uh because there's you know the end of the world is coming gabriel is dead Raphael is dead uh god has disappeared michael is still in the cage but he's a gibbering idiot like he's i think lucifer says he's just sitting in the corner singing show tunes and playing with himself um, and says, you know, I'm not the good guy here. I'm, I'm definitely not the good guy, but the darkness is worse and we can beat her. You and me, you need to say yes. Yeah. Uh, make and, the big sacrifice one more time and save the world. Um, Sam says something right before this. He says, so you're it in, in such a way that makes it seem like he's finally seeing Lucifer as his last and only hope. Um, but thankfully, even after Lucifer, you know, says, you know, we're going to save the world together. We'll make that sacrifice. Uh, Sam says, no. Thank God. Woo! I was so stressed out. I was so worried. Yeah! Holding it down. He doesn't care. He's able to stay strong. Get your weird You're hairless bit- ass over here for a hug, buddy. Your, bro, give me a, give me a hug. Um, Woo, yeah, cause so they're really smooth. building that tension. So that was the, the, the tension of this episode. <laughs> the tension of this episode is not if Sam's going to die or something like that. It's whether or not he'll say yes. You know, we've seen him crack before. So, I mean, when he said yes to Lucifer in season five, it was on purpose. They they went in and they had a plan, but I was I was real worried about him. And 
they're they're playing like the thing that I was worried about here is the thing that I've I've kept harping on I think for a long time now of Sam believing that only he could save the universe and only he can save the day it has to be him destiny has lined this up uh, Lucifer can't inhabit another body except he can for some reason now um, we'll get to that in a minute um, but like it, it I would I'd assumed that he would say yes because he thought it was the only way out and the things that he says here when he says no uh, and says you know I'm going to trust in my friends and my family I have faith in them to beat this like we are going to do this together that's like fucking maturity like that's Sam realizing he can't do things on his own which has been mm-hmm. one of my major complaints about the Winchester's beliefs and seeing that like character development and seeing that in the face of Lucifer and with the threat of the darkness hanging over him is something incredible. Like it's one of my favorite moments in supernatural is Sam saying no right very, now. Like it's fucking very great. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud of my boy. Um, we see Castiel barging in on Crowley, Rowena and Dean. He's marked on the chest and um, like carved or burned into his chest. It says, I am coming. Um, can't believe. Say, is that a th- can't believe Dean didn't make a joke about that. Like, I know it's probably a little yeah, too and, X-rated, but like, can't believe. And we see his nipples at the same oh, time. God, too much. Nipples. But it's also like, like, is that a threat? Is it or a promise? It's just so dramatic. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, Amara clearly has a flair for the dramatic. Like, um, it's, it's just, it's funny. And then we immediately cut back to, to Lucifer trying to guilt Sam some more. And this is Sam finally standing up to, to Lucifer, like giving him not just the no, but giving him everything, um, saying like, you know, if we if we choose this, if I agree to do this and you'll just go about starting the apocalypse again because you're an old dog and that's your old trick. Um, Fucking nailed and Sam him. says, nailed him. yeah, dude, it's so good. Um, the way he delivers it to you're an old dog and that's your old trick. Like he's like, fuck you, Lucifer, you piece of shit. Got him. <laughs> um, got this him. is, uh, yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, if you, if we do this, everybody loses. It doesn't matter if you were the darkness wins. Like we're all fucked. Um, and Sam finally says the big line of this is about me having faith in my friends, mm-hmm. having faith in my family. We will find a way. I am ready to die and I'm ready to watch the people I love die, but I'm not ready to be your bitch. Um, and then Lucifer just says, okay, plan B, and starts attacking him. Yep. And then this is where Castiel and Dean run up to the cage. Uh, Lucifer teleports them both into uh, the cage. Castiel gets off another ass butt, which I think is very funny. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one insult that he reserves for Lucifer for some reason. I think it's very good. Yeah. Um, Lucifer, excuse me, Castiel pulls a blade out, and Lucifer stops everything and is like, hey, if we're going to do this, like, we need to do it right. And he snaps, and, like, a song starts playing, like, a little silly show tune. And then it's a full-on grapple session. Um, Sam yes, is thrown- this is a cage match. It's a cage match. Uh, Dean is thrown to the ground and kind of rushes over to Sam, who's already been beaten pretty badly. Tells him, Sam's like, I don't know how we can win. And Dean says, we don't have to win. We just have to survive for a few minutes until we get the spell going. Uh, we missed it, but Rowena said it would only take a few minutes for this spell to work, but they, they have yeah. to, it won't work if Sam says yes, like Lucifer, once he gets out, he's out for good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam's karate is a little bit rusty. Mm-hmm. Dean starts getting choked out, and when they're in that situation, Dean is given an ultimatum, essentially, or, or Sam is given an ultimatum, hey, say yes right now, or I'm choking Dean to death, and he dies. Um, and I guess they have i wasn't really thinking about it this but we have in the back of our head that the you know reaper billy is like hey if he dies like you're in big trouble it doesn't yeah. matter if you're friends with crowley or anybody else like they're not gonna help um i think that's so that literally is the only reason she's in this episode is to heighten the stakes for when for this scene right is to make it seem yeah. like uh, if if they die in hell like this is the last time that they're going to be resurrected like there's no there is no coming back after this so. right 
Um, thankfully, Castiel is also there. Lucifer just forgot, I guess. He jumps in. Um, he he saves Dean long enough just to get himself clobbered. Um, and then finally, Rowena um, casts the spell and it casts Lucifer into a white light. Yes. But we don't know what happened. We don't actually like see anything. You know, he could have been banished back to the cage or, or something like that. Almost immediately, you can tell something's a little weird, though. It does something that definitely feels a little fishy about this whole thing. Uh, I want to say, too, like, I normally, when the spell casting begins and they start chanting in Latin or whatever, I usually kind of check out, but I thought this was very cool. Uh, I thought Rowena, mm-hmm. like, really sells this in a, in a way that, like, sometimes the boys don't when they start doing all this stuff. Um, the three, our three amigos stumble out of this cage and find Crowley and Rowena, uh, who is expecting a thank you, but of course that's not happening. Uh, Crowley says he's keeping Rowena, which is, I just hope that ends as quick as possible because I was really enjoying Rowena. I don't want her to be fucking trapped up with Crowley. For um, five episodes. Yes, it, it's going to end pretty soon, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm building tension, Chris. <laughs> um, they, they leave. Um, Oh, this is the point where I wrote, why is Cass being weird? <laughs> yeah, so they leave the building uh, that had the entrance to hell. Dean and Castiel talk, and Dean says, you know, are you all right? And Castiel says, I will be. And Dean's like, well, do you want to ride back to the bunker? Do you want to go, like, get some Netflix and chill? What do you want to do? And Castiel's like, no, no, I'm good. I'll be, I'll be all right. Yeah, so I thought, you know, this is weird. Castiel's being weird. But Lucifer can only use Sam as a vessel. Yes. And Castiel... Even though I know that his um, his host body, um, Jimmy Neutron, is gone, so this is like basically this body belongs to Cass now. I don't know how you know possession works from one angel to another. Um, it is a human body, but does Cass get to say yes for it? So in my head, I just was like, no, like that doesn't work. He doesn't get to just possess another angel, like. We could have done that a long time ago. I'm sure it just lured somebody down, right? But, um, yeah. <laughs> we, get this, uh, we do get a scene between Sam and Dean in the car where Sam's like, you know, what if he's right? And Dean says, absolutely not. Like, you were, you were right to say no. Amara is one thing. Amara and Lucifer, that's a, that's a whole other category of bad. Like, we yeah. did the right thing by, by keeping the devil down. Um, back in hell, Rowena is massaging Crowley. Um, and we get this kind of emotional moment where he asks her why she hates him so much. And she says, you know, you remind me of my mortal life before I had my powers. You remind me of uh, you being born and your father telling me that he loved me and then returning to his rich wife and leaving me there, you know, covered in filth and holding a newborn baby that I didn't even want. Um, and she hates him because if she doesn't, she'd love him and love his weakness and she would she'll never be weak again. And it's actually a very uh, stirring performance from her, which obviously she wouldn't normally have revealed, but she's compelled to. Extremely good. And just then, uh, the door opens and they look over, and it's none other than Castiel. Um, but and it's like, <laughs> hey, it's Cass, and he's like, guess again. I um, this performance by Misha Collins Dude. to twist his Dude. face to look just like Mark Pellegrino is horrifying and it's amazing <laughs> it's i don't ever want to see it again but like he does things with his with his facial muscles to make himself look like mark pellegrino that is and like deliver the same performance almost that pellegrino does as lucifer that is just phenomenal i don't know how his misha collins freaking body language is all different it's freaked me out it's um, fucking weird man he immediately tosses crowley 
across the room, starts flirting up with Rowena, Telling almost strong. kisses her, and she's and she's got a yeah. flooded basement. She is into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, the restraints are off. Finally, you know the witch catcher, whatever. Um, and then he says to her, "Can anyone else open the cage?" And she says, "No, just me." And they're like about to smooch, and Sam's so mad somewhere right now. Mm, he can um, feel it. And he then can feel he... it. you know that feeling when your girl's cheating on you a little bit. You just kind of know uh-huh. she's not returning phone know. calls. Yeah, she says like, it, bro. She... Right now, she would be answering right now, bro. <laughs> she turned her read um, receipts off at last night for some reason. Yeah. You don't know what that's about. That's weird. Mm, that's weird. Oh, I had to update my phone. That's weird. I don't see an iOS update. Um... <laughs> <laughs> How come I can't see all your pictures on Facebook anymore? I don't know. It seems it must be a face problem with Facebook, Sam. <laughs> Uh, and then Lucifer leans in for the kiss, and he snaps Rowena's neck. Holy shit! I did not see that coming. No, me either. Uh, just and just fucking leaves leaves her on the floor and sits down next to Crowley and says, "All right, let's chat." Um, holy shit! Holy shit! I everybody comes back on Supernatural at least once, so I'm I'm very mm-hmm. hopeful that like this isn't a permanent death uh, because I was like. As as people have who have listened to this podcast know, like I was just really getting into Rowena's character, and I really liked her. Um, not to mention just the entire thing of every woman character dies on Supernatural too soon. But yeah, um, wow, like two in one episode. Yeah, <laughs> R.I.P. Ambriel or whatever the fuck yeah. her name was. Uh, and again, Misha Collins as possessed by Lucifer is something that I just was not expecting, and I it's really freaking me out. Kind of want to know, like you kind of mentioned this, like if he's burning through that body, like he was burning through other bodies or if somehow he would have to be like, it doesn't matter if that body can contain one angel. Like if, if it's not compatible with another, I don't know. They actually, they don't give a shit about vessels anymore. So maybe it doesn't matter. Well, like I'm, I'm curious if they do though, because, uh, Castiel could be unique in the fact that he's been recreated by God as a, like an angel or an earthly angel at this point. Right. Um, so, who who the fuck knows? Who who absolutely who who knows? And there could be like the next episode is like we have to save Castiel because he's dying. If they don't, whatever, 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 whatever. So, uh, but Lucifer's mm-hmm. back, Chris. Did you see that coming at all? Lucifer is back on Earth. I mean, I guess if they started like introducing him, like he he would have had to have come back somehow. I was just worried that it was going to be through Sam. Um, I mean, yeah. Our our do we do we even talk about the the flashbacks to seeing when Castiel says yes to Lucifer? no we have not because they did there's a random quick flashback like when when he first like reveals himself as lucifer basically as he's beating up castiel castiel's like yo can you really stop her he says yeah and castiel just says then yes um so like before rowena does the spell it um castiel had said yes, yes. so that's an important thing bummer thanks um yeah so i can't believe that he would do that i guess because he was tired of being called a fish he was tired of being called um, useless and expendable, useless and, and expendable. Like he wasn't having any of that. The only um, kind of wears a trench coat as good as this chick from stats and deaths or whatever. Yeah. He's like, this is, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be big and buff and strong too. Um, I can't believe that in season one of supernatural yellow eyes kills Sam Winchester's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it? Ten years later, in season eleven, Lucifer kills Sam Winchester's girlfriend. Can you this, imagine the heartache? This is going to turn him into a hunter all over again. He's going to be double dude, hunter. He's going to become a hunter again. He's going to be like, "Dean, we got work to do," and then throw his <laughs> shit in the trunk. <laughs> Dean's like, "Yeah, dude, I know." <laughs> Dean's like, "I was there, my man. I yeah. came to save you. What are you talking about? I put the yeah. collar on your girlfriend." Sounds like what? You didn't tell we me got about work a collar. to do. <laughs> 
Yo, you put a collar on my girlfriend, bro? Excuse me? Uh, what a great episode, though. Like, I yeah. am continually um, amazed about season 11 and, like, the, the kind of, like, I, I love this Amara stuff. I um, it just am extremely intrigued by her powers and, like, everything that she can do. Uh, I'm real sad about Rowena. Like, I'm, I, like, pour one out, but I'm... It's also, it kind of feels like one of those deaths that is just going to be reversed in the next episode for some reason. Listen, we're online. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Do what? You know, I'm online. Like, I, I, you know, Supernatural spoils itself every single day, so I don't worry about anybody. But uh, I, all of this stuff is great. I, I've complained before that characters that are possessed by other characters is not something I want to see for a good long time. So I'll be curious mm-hmm. how they handle uh me excuse me Castiel as Lucifer and how yeah, quick be they're gonna go back that to make that normal again. Yeah. Um be interesting to see him play the villain for a little while. I don't know. So mm-hmm. um well yeah we'll see what happens. All right. Any last thoughts or you're good to go? No, I'm good to go. Cool. Well thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you to all the patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you can't contribute to our Patreon, that's totally cool. Uh, consider telling your friends about the Supernatural podcast, and just—I mean, maybe sell them with the hairless Sam thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. we seem tell to be having about, a good time with uh, it. So, yeah, tell them about fish casts. Yeah, all the stuff that actually you hate the most. Just to be like, listen, let me—we got to get some things out of the way before I tell you to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I gotta warn you. You're gonna want to start we just gonna talk zero about zero, and then just go from there, and then like get, it gets weird after a while. Um, but uh, also, ratings and reviews can be super helpful to promote the podcast, so we really appreciate it if you can do that. Yes. Uh, we'll be back next week with an episode that is teased by D. Wallace Guest Stars. Huh? That sounds like it's going to be plot relevant. <laughs> 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 Thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Who the fuck Alright, I'm gonna save this. Oh boy, I gotta this Oh, she is known as uh Mary from E.T. She's the mom in E.T. That's sick, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean I guess. Like I mean, it doesn't mean anything to me. You never seen E.T.? No, I have, but I haven't seen it since I was like single digits, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was in some some movies. E.T., Cujo, Critters, The Howling. Damn. Ooh. All right. Um, oh, dude. She's in a movie called this? The Christmas in Louisiana. <laughs> dude. I think she's on. This has got to be a Hallmark movie, right? Absolutely. Oh, no. There's. Oh, excuse me. There's a black guy on the cover. It can't be a Hallmark movie. Never mind. Oh. Oh. <laughs> It's just Discord squeezing our tubes, man. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. It's just Discord squeezing our tubes. Dude, my tubes, they need room to breathe. They need room to just move things along. But right now, Discord is squeezing my tubes. I cannot stand for my tubes to get squeezed against my will. Every once in a while, Dude, but I, I've got a tube squeeze guy, and I'll go get my tube squeezed voluntarily. Okay, having a tube squeeze guy is something that we all, you know, we're all aware of. You know, it's something that's regular and normal. 
But when your tubes are unceremoniously being squeezed, that's I'm not interested in that. And, you know, you don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. People don't have time for that. So Discord, if I can beseech you just this one thing, let me ban people. Maybe that one's for more for you, Jeremy. And number two, stop squeezing my tubes. Chris, you can absolutely ban people. <laughs> I just like the narrative that I'm not able to and that I would if I could. Uh, I need to <laughs> that the only thing protecting these people from my ire, my constant ire, is that I'm not allowed to ban them. It's, just put it's, them in jail. It's the easiest thing to do. That's true. I put somebody in jail. but I put two people in jail, but I let them out if they repent. Um. Uh. So if somebody repented. The other person um would not repent. But then I just felt bad that they were stuck in there, so I let them out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, that's very funny. Oh man, I am worn out. I haven't even done same brother like, too much, and I'm just worn out. Just um, I stayed up too late. I don't know. You really know why? Sometimes you know, just can't fall asleep. Uh, and then I woke up like an hour and a half before I needed to, just sweating, sweating my tubes off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make sure you hydrate to keep those tubes wet. <laughs> dude, my tubes, I swear to God. Uh, I have a really heavy, very comfortable comforter on my bed. Mm-hmm. And um, it just gets way too hot if it dips up above like 36 degrees. Yeah. yeah. So it that, was it was like 39 last comforter. night. <laughs> Yeah, and my body just is just like, bro. So when it's windy out, even if it's like, you know, if it was 30 last night and it's going to be 50 tonight because of global warming, those, the winds are going to be a little bit stronger because of that shift in temperature. And my room will be cool. If the winds are, if the winds are howling, my room is nice and cool. But once, once it's just at a static, even if it's 10 degrees, if it's at that static temperature and no wind, then I will burn to death <laughs> in my bedroom. Yeah, we've been having weird weather, so it'll be like kind of chilly out, but then by the time the night happens, it's like stuffy enough that I want the air conditioner on to be a little bit, but if you leave it mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. and then we leave the fan on at like two in the morning, you'll wake up like chattering because it's so fucking cold in the house, like you're just yeah. you're freezing, so it's, and luckily like all of this stuff is connected to my phone, so I can just turn the air conditioner down from the bed. I don't have to get up and go anywhere. Very good. Yeah. See, I have all my windows open, and then we wake up sneezing. Mm-hmm. Only on the weekends mm-hmm. are Jess and I ever seemingly affected by. I mean, Jess is only here on the weekends, so she w- couldn't be during the week. But we both just like wake up with like headaches and runny noses all week by myself. This does not happen, despite the fact that I sleep with all the windows open. Maybe you're allergic um, to each other. Have you? We might that. be allergic to each other. She might be allergic to my dander. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Dudes uh, produce a lot of dander. That's what happens if you don't if you don't take care hey, of your tubes when you're young. You get tube dander. Hey, no, and that's what I'm saying. Un, you know, getting getting your tube squeezed once a month, once every other month. That's fine. That's normal. But when when they're getting squeezed too often, that's where, that's where the dander comes in. Well, and you need to make uh, sure that like your tube guy is squeezing you correctly. Like if you go to like a like a right. tube squeezing school and pay that discount tube squeeze price, like there's a chance that something's going to go wrong and it'll produce a lot of tube dander. Like it'll just get all over right. the place. <clears throat> Student tubers are not the ones you want, you know, getting their mitts on you because it's just going to mm. it's a lot of dander and they've got it in their hands. They're going to squeeze it's the wrong on- stuff out. It's going to make a mess. And that's the other side of it that a lot of people don't ever seem to talk about. And that's kind of the issue with Discord is that it, you know, it squeezes the wrong stuff out of those tubes. And 
it gets to be too much and um you know we should make an effort you know anytime that somebody has an audience right like if you have any kind of Mm -hmm. platform no matter how big or small that might be if people listen to you talk you should you should take advantage of that and try to improve the world and i think the calling that you and i need is really just tube education and tube squeezing education like that's the thing yes We'll let everybody else do the political stuff. Um, you know, cancer, m- raising money for cancer, raising money for kids. Like other co- other podcasts have done that, but nobody is talking uh-huh. about the tube squeeze. Yeah, and I think that you know, even just starting with our with our close listeners, with uh, you know, the people in our Discord, the people we talk to on a daily basis, um, they come to us with questions, and it's not always directed at us, but it's what do I do when my tubes are being squeezed? What do I do when? I'm going about my day, and suddenly there's some squee- squeezage on my tubage, and um, it's it's something that I always feel really passionately about. You know, sometimes I get fired up in the Discord, I start blocking people, I, I start banning I people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, get, you get excited, and then and none of it goes through because my tubes are getting squeezed, mm. and the the connection is just not it's just not there. And just you know, it's not. Discord does a lot for gaming communities, but. But what nobody wants to talk about is is the the dark side of that, and that's that the tubes are getting squeezed. We recently got an email from a listener um, who was concerned that her new husband um, was squeezing. Was a was a gamer. Was, was a gamer. <laughs> How do I know? He brought a Nintendo Switch into the bedroom. Is he a, is he a gamer? Is my um, husband a gamer? But he was. He, she was concerned that her new husband uh, was squeezing the tubes of her thirteen year old son. Um, and luckily it turned out everything was fine. It was just a misunderstanding and he was just a gamer. So he was just confused about the difference between tubes and, and playing games. They were just playing destiny together. So everything was cool. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. Very but you know, good. I was a little you know. alarmed for a moment there. No, no, everything's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't have brought up any personal <laughs> because I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> no, no, no. Just playing destiny together. You know, when you get okay, together with your good. boys and you squeeze some destiny tubes, like that's all good. That's all fine. Very good. Very good. Dude, I've been having my tube squeezed all week and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> it's been a long week yeah, already. I, I spent so GD long with my PlayStation devices yesterday. <laughs> you really um, did. Like you texted me like my Vita sucks. My Vita's whack. I was like, PS1, <laughs> literally whack. Everything. PS2, whack. PS3, whack. <laughs> well, he doesn't even like to smile. Whack. Um... I uh, I wanted to play a PS1 game, and I thought easiest way to do that would be to to pop it into the uh, into the Vita. You can download it digitally. I already bought it years ago, so no problem there. A couple months ago, I spent like two full days charging my Vita to get that thing to work again. Um, so turned it on, no problem. Had to update it, no problem. While it was updating it, I plugged it into the charger, and nothing seemed to happen. But it updated whatever, and um. Long story short, I found out that the battery was slowly dying, as as batteries are wont to do, mm-hmm. and I was unable to charge it. I don't know if it's the the Vita or the charger. You know, I put it in a different port, and then I thought, oh well, maybe it's the the base of the charger, like the battery pack part of it. Um, so I took, you know, like you can disconnect it. So I took just the the USB part of it, and I plugged that into the PS3 because in the past I had been able to charge my Vita through my PS3. Mm-hmm. So I had to pull my PS3 out of my closet. Thankfully, I have like a pretty like quick way to set up all of my extra consoles I don't have space for. Like I have a little spot where I can interchange like the Wii U with the PS3, whatever, if I ever decide I need to pull out this old console for some reason. I'm a gamer. All right. Sue me. Um, <laughs> I'm a gamer so I, that I, has <laughs> a PS4, PS3, Xbox yep. One, Switch, and Wii mm-hmm. U, and an NVIDIA mm-hmm. Shield all hooked up at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, 
The only you thing you gotta I'm, do it. I'm a gamer. I, I, the only thing I don't have is the PS2, and I think I'm hopefully that like most of that stuff will just come out for backwards compatibility someday. I sure hope. I would. Uh, man, I'm getting there. So I plug in uh, the PS3. The Vita failed. Plug in the PS3, and the Vita is not charging through that. But now I'm like, oh, who cares? I don't need the Vita. Like that would have been nice. But I can just play this game on the PS3, and like I have save data on here anyway. I played like 16 hours of this game. Um, so I go to uh to do that, and one of my controllers is broken, and I remembered that that happened. That was this is not news to me. So okay, sure. Flip to the other controller, and then I thought that my PS3 was haunted. It was flying all over the menu screens, uh, opening up games and then closing them, and then it went into like my profile and tried to open my profile picture and then change the picture. And then it went into a message and started typing out letters. Thankfully not words. It was just gibberish. Um, this thing was just totally on the fritz. I have no idea what got into my controller, but I had to turn it off to get it to stop. Cause I, I thought I was getting hacked or haunted mm-hmm. and I don't know which is worse. Um, now I could have, uh, plugged in a PS4 controller to the PS3 to fix it. But at that point I was like, I'm not syncing up a fucking PS4 controller with this PS3. For this bullshit, I'm going to the, the to the next alternative, and that was to pull out the PS1 disc that I have and put it into my PlayStation 2. So, got that going. I'm looking at the memory card. Turns out one of my memory card ports doesn't work anymore. It's making me nervous. I've had this PS2 since I was in fifth grade. You know, shadows are starting to get a little long around this sucker. Uh, There's tubes memory card a port, wrinkled, aren't there? <clears throat> Those tubes have been squeezed maybe one too many times. Uh, I swap the memory card, pour it out, whatever, get that going. No sweat. Pull up the game. I'm finally here. We're good to go. The PlayStation, iconic PlayStation sound starts up. It goes into the opening load menu, whatever, for this game. Um, starts playing like the FMV video at the beginning of it. And I'm excited. I'm ready to play this. I'm watching the whole ass video. And then the screen just goes dark. And I can still hear the music, but nothing's going on. To make a long story short uh just the main menu won't display for this it's just the main menu once i press the enter button it'll pull up like the load data screen and then you're good to go Uh, i can see everything and there's no other problems with the rest of the game uh but i spent like 15 20 minutes after discovering this trying to change my resolution because i'm playing a ps1 game on a ps2 that has like modded component cables going into a 4k hd tv in in 2020 <laughs> so it was just a, it was just a lot of wasted time it took me like two and a half hours to just finally play this ps1 game vagrant story for like an hour yeah <laughs> and die on on every boss that i fought are you going back to it you think you're gonna go like play the whole thing yeah uh, yeah i actually that, that game's really good um and i, I ho- hopefully i'll stick with it this time because I, I got really far the first time i played it but never beat it so um it better be freaking worth it ha- it has to be worth it now after all that <laughs> I beat a video. I have to game. make it worth it. Can I, Ooh, would you beat? Would you beat? I, I beat Control. I don't even know if I've talked mm. about Control on this podcast. Um, maybe when you first started playing, it, maybe. But so, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's um, I am so mixed about this game. I mean, like it's uh, the atmosphere and like the lore and stuff is super cool. Um, kind of leads into some of the stuff we've been doing on Thinking Face a little bit with the mm-hmm, weird, mm-hmm. uh, just weird universes and like crazy shit, like. Real big X Files or Warehouse Thirteen vibes. If you want to kind of go that route, um, but boy, like the combat is just 
like it's good and like i like all the powers you get but it's just not fun fighting anybody and you do it a lot like i'd be just like yeah. roaming around and like i'm looking for secrets and stuff and then out of nowhere 20 enemies would spawn in and like i would kill them all and then 10 more would spawn in and i'm like why mm-hmm. well, this is not a room this is not like a i'm just in a d- different spot like why are you doing this um <clears throat> All of the bosses I thought were fucking horrible. Like every single mm-hmm. one. They give you the power of telekinesis right before a boss, and then the boss is immune to your telekinesis. I I think is that that's not the first one, is it? I think it's the very first one, the flying one. Yeah. yeah. There was there's there I did not like that at all. And my friend Steve like really liked control. He convinced me to buy it. Uh and even after I'd fallen off of it, he kept telling me to play it. And he, you know, he he's a min-maxer. He likes to find his little mm-hmm. his little niche and then, like, really lean into that. So he had, like, two skills that he was all about, and he just, like, wrecked the game. And that's that was his his method. I never do that in games. Uh, I never seem to be able to do that. Like, my brain just doesn't function in that way. And it just seems like this game has so many wonderful artistic visions. But, like, the gameplay stuff, if you aren't playing a specific way, you're having a bad time. Yeah, and that's that's definitely the way it felt. Um, there was one boss in particular, uh, and you fight the boss twice. And the first time I, like, got into it and, like, it, it appeared, I was like, holy shit, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen uh-huh. in my life. And then it killed me approximately 17 to 18 times. Um, and mostly, and not because I was doing bad, but I didn't, I didn't understand what was happening at first. It took me, like, five or six tests to figure it out. It was shooting these things, and if you don't blow up these little orbs, they create holes in the floor. Um, and then if you fall through the hole, it's instant death. You're dead. Oh boy. And like the, the boss is like this huge towering thing, so you're looking up, and you're shooting up at its little weak point thing. And so you, you can't at its little at its little wiener thing. It's what did you say? Little weak point thing. <laughs> oh, work. Yeah, yeah, no. Gotcha. Tubes were not on display. Uh, okay. Tubes no, are wieners, right. everybody. Bad. If you've been keeping up. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, cut that out. Cut that out. But uh, so you're looking up to shoot to shoot at it to hurt it, and at the same time, like it's removing the floor underneath you. So there were times where I was just dead. Like I would just like step on the wrong spot and then die, and it just sucked and yeah that's that sucks pretty hard and then by the end of it uh there was like one super cool sequence um it's a it's a kind of a small spoiler but like it loosely ties into alan wake in a real neat way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i heard about that yeah um so much so that people were like alan wake sequel and i'm like y'all are fucking crazy that's never gonna happen Why would <laughs> do that? uh but there's a re- really cool sequence and then there's one boss encounter that goes on way too long um and then there's another kind of lengthy combat sequence that goes on way too long before you finish the game and then it just pops you out at the end of the game and it's like okay like you've done it but you still got to go clean up the building so you still have stuff to do if you want to and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh well okay Mm -hmm. i can see like if they don't want to do a new game plus type situation right but uh i was so turned off by the whole thing that i just i just quit and i was like uh, i have like three trophies left and i'm just not bothering with it i don't care it's a bummer when you finish a game and you're like glad to be done with yeah, it yeah exactly like it just it there was are just some games that when much. you finish you you move on right away because like all right cool got what i wanted next but most of the time if you finish a game it's because you liked it um but then there's just those times you're like god damn it, <laughs> it I, had to, too- I had to force myself to get here it just went too on too long and then uh the discord has been raving about kentucky route zero mm-hmm. um which is i guess a kind of an adventure game like a little narrative game that you walk around to talk to people and it's a lot of magical realism type stuff um that game has been coming out for a decade like they, they've been releasing yeah. acts every so often 
Uh, this is the full complete set uh, that finally came out of console. I was real excited to check it out. I've been like desperately avoiding anything about this because it just sounded like so much my jam. And I don't know if it's just me playing in the morning or if it's like I'm just not the quite the right headspace for it. But I'm playing it and it's it's fine. It's good. Like it's it's well written. It's interesting. But I'm falling asleep on the fucking controller, my man. Like I'm yeah. Just, and so I would I, I played an act of that and then downloaded uh, Star Wars. Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. and I've been mm-hmm. playing that. God, that Kentucky Road Zero seems like you have to be in like a real certain headspace to get into it. It's something I'm very interested in because everyone is raving about it. Yeah, um, I think that does it a disservice. Ad- by the way, like I think as much as people like Austin Walker and Patrick Klepek and even some people in our Discord are like, this is the most amazing thing ever. Like I don't, I think if you go in expecting that, like you're going to be like, yes. It's a very simple story with some real like interesting things happening but nothing like mm-hmm. that you're gonna go like in the first act go like holy shit what the fuck i can't my mind is blown like it's a little slower yeah. build than that so when i get really into stuff it's usually it has to be me coming to it when i feel like it um you know yeah. sometimes a hot new thing i'm jumping into it but even you've heard me over the years like complain about like being put off of bloodborne after you know playing it and beating it and whatever um but the way that people raved about it kept me away yeah kept me from going back to it because i you know i played so like all those games like in a bubble until like dark souls 3 when i like met other people online who you know who liked these games um so whenever when i finally got back to bloodborne on my own terms i was like yeah n- no shit like of course everybody's gonna be like gushing over this game 24 7 for five years now because it's incredible um but be you know because i couldn't get back into that headspace and i was just kept hearing such wonderful things and i have a sick sick mind that just likes to uh, feed off of negativity and nothing else. <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I just couldn't get myself back into it to like really, like really want to play it mm-hmm. um, until I had kind of by accident shut out all outside influences talking about it and just sort of, you know, stepped into it again, just on a whim. And then there I was. Sometimes it takes that, man. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's just real easy to... Uh, it's real easy to get into the hype of something uh, like I did for Red Dead 2 and and then open it up and realize like this is not at all the thing that yeah. I want to play. And I, I may never <laughs> come back to Red, Red Dead 2, but like I, you know, I, I recognize that, like a lot of people got really into it. I just I just couldn't. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's it's tough sometimes. You want to talk about Supernatural? 